Friday, episode 7, everybody, in what feels like episode 25 for me is some, and I do mean nearly all, expense was spared in buying a new microphone, um, which worked admirably when interviewing uh, Phil Curry, who you, you will hear the results of a little later in the podcast. Um, just a sultry, sultry sound I was able to get. However, trying to use it for this particular little bit of the intro was not so not so successful. And after six or seven attempts, I am back to ye old faithful iPhone earphones with a little microphone that doesn't look like a microphone. So here we are, remembering where we came from and embracing our roots as uh, podcasters. I read a um, very interesting meme online the other day talking about the um, about the lockdown and said that, you know, you may find yourself as a middle-aged man overcome by the urge to start a podcast and you should at all times resist that urge. Well, it was a little bit late for that, sucker, because I've already started. This track is from a duo out of Stanthorpe. They're called Nine Year Sister. They were due to play a show in Toowoomba not long after the whole COVID debacle began. Um, hopefully they are returning soon. But this is their track, Another Day, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome back. Happy First Friday, and hang in there for my interview with Phil Corey about all things that have happened, are happening, and hopefully will happen in the future, and his take on Toowoomba music scene. Happy First Friday. Another day 
right, joined by Phil Curry of uh, George Banks, also of Spotted Cow and Blank Space fame and famed uh, Red Sox, West Ham and St. George fan. Rabbitohs, mate. All right, Rabbitohs, Dan. I just wanted to see how you felt about being called a St. George fan. <laughs> Um, mate, obviously, uh, talking to you from your home, like all of us at the moment, um, we were talking about it briefly off air about uh, the whole impact of the COVID situation on hospitality. Coming towards reopening time now in the entertainment industry, how, how, how quickly can we bounce back? And is that, you know, should that be our priority, bouncing back quickly? Or is it going to be a case of the best way to do it is to, to go steady and make sure we do it properly? Yeah, no, I think the second option, Cookie, I think the fact that um, we, um, we're, we're one dozen COVID-19 outbreak from shutting the state down again type thinking anyway, you know what I mean? Like if, if another dozen or two dozen cases hit the state, if they're prepared to shut us down in March, they'd be prepared to shut us down again. I think it's steady as she goes and the restrictions on even having 10 people at the moment, 20 people having to keep detailed data on everyone walking in and out of hospitality industries. Um, there's, there's a huge challenge ahead. There's a marathon ahead. Um, still crunching some final numbers, sorting out some you know issues with our incredible suppliers and people who have been very good to us and working out. And if, if, if it's not quite there, I'll know by Tuesday, mate, I'll just wait till it's 20 people, which I can do a bit better. Yep. That's another month, so yeah. Probably gotten too too used to. I never realised life was good on the outside, and that there was actually things to do. I've been working my ass off. For, this is the longest break I've had since two thousand and four, when I went and watched uh, twenty eight Red Sox games in thirty one days. What sort of role is entertainment going to play in that, as far as getting? the punters out again. Do you think that's going to be something that they're going to need to be drawn out by? Or is it going to be people that have been locked up so long that, you know, they'll come to watch two cockroaches race up a sidewalk? Yeah. Well, the big thing is how much longer are they going to make it be that no more than 100 people can be gathered together? So that starts in the second week of July. That's the key. As soon as that gets wiped out, and honestly, the sooner the better would be great for everyone in the industry, you'll see an enormous raise in, in Australian bands um, flooding the market. But, um, and like you've seen, Falls Festival's, Falls Festival announced that they're going to have a red hot crack at New Year's and just do Australian acts only. And you and I being uh, on the wrong side of a certain age bracket know that Australian only festivals can work really well. In Oregon, they had the you know the drive-through strip clubs in Oregon. I read an article yeah. about um, drive-in gigs in St Kilda being something that they're going for. Like, yeah, yeah. do you think maybe that there is a, a, you know a new norm in entertainment? Like, mm. could we see bands that typically would have done shows to five thousand people going great? Well, let's uh, start touring seven days a week and and play smaller rooms that we can play so we can get back out, get some turnover mm. and put ourselves in front of people. Is, is that perhaps an opportunity of what might be coming in the future? So. I hope so. I know that uh, UMI at the height of their powers at Alley Daily there did seven nights in a row at the Metro. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that 
smaller hospitality venues would need to get going is, God, you can only imagine a band at the peak of their powers saying, well, we'll come and play at the Cow three nights in a row. We just, we just want to play to 1,200 people at the Spotted Cow over the space of three nights. That'd just be freaking unbelievable. Yeah. Um, that might be what some bands do. And I get the feeling there's a few that are lining up to do that because the, the bigger shows are just not going to be viable. It, it depends on what bands are prepared to do for the new normal as well. But to speaking to the agencies, we're still in contact with a lot of agencies. We've been trying to rework a few tours. Obviously, we're trying to rework the Bad Dreams tour. Um, it's 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 going to be interesting. I think everyone, I think by September, if I think to give a definitive answer, if by September all restrictions are lifted, you are going to see some unbelievable bands playing venues that you'll never get a chance at ever again. That'd be the answer to the question definitively. And I mean, look, so you've played, obviously, over the last 15 years, a you know, fairly integral part in music um, in Toowoomba. Ignoring the fact that we're going through the change that we're going through now, what's I mean, what's it going to look like in in 2035? What's um, are we, you know, people like you and I, going to admit defeat at 50 plus and stop going through this slog? Or you know, what what is Toowoomba yeah, going to look like? Close to defeat at the moment, um, <laughs> but um, you know, is it is it a case that I'm getting relegated, or you know what I mean? Like what I, what I mean by that is I just in six months I probably won't have the venues to do what I used to do. Um, but the new 2035, well, from a live music point of view, what really scares me is how successful a lot of this online interaction has been. Uh, I, you know, and attention spans are getting shorter and shorter, and people just. I don't know, are people still gonna even go out? Like, mate, do you, do you think I, 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 I lie in bed and people say, what, what have you been binging on? What TV shows have you been binging on? I said, not much. I mean, lie in bed, looking at the ceiling, thinking, forget 2035, Cookie, what's gonna happen in 2025? Mm. You know, it's, um, I just saw the ruthlessness, not the ruthlessness, I just saw how quickly the government can just shut us down. That to me is the new normal. Mm. You know, and we and Australia saved lives because they isolated so well and everyone took it seriously. You've only had a bunch of idiots on the street in Victoria marching, but they're absolute friggin' idiots. At the end of the day, everyone, 99.9% of the population said, this is what's required to save lives. And we all know there's there's no cure coming for 18 months. So we, we did what was required to save lives and maybe that's just, I don't know, I just think people's priorities might change. And I'm really worried that a lot of people aren't going to go out as much as they used to. Everyone's all desperate to go out again. But look at look at your look at Georgie at your house. And he's loving having his parents at home. And I tell you what, mate, my, my kids, I've learned so much about them in the last six weeks. And I'm genuinely concerned about, I don't know, I don't know, young kids now, they weren't going out as much as they used to anyway. I've sort of reverted to um, Fugazi Facebook groups, REM Facebook groups, Teenage Fair Club Facebook groups, and all we talk about is how great they were in 1995. And, and there's, there's an Australian group now that talks about Australian music in the 90s. 
but the best Facebook group of all time. And we can all just sit here and talk about how we swore we'd never be the people that talked about how good it used to be while we talk about how good it was. Oh, look, I, I think, geez, I tell you what, how good it used to be. I could talk about that two or three years ago. And I think the bands that are massive now, like Gang of Youths and Violent Soho, who played at the Cow, mate, well, I've got people, we still talk about those gigs, and you and I, we had that, those epic Jezebel's gig at the front room at the Cow, where we had to take bottles off the shelf so people could watch it from the hallway. Uh, we had that Hungry Kids Are Hungry gig that was epic, some John Still Singers gigs there were that epic. And we all talk about those with such great reverence. Um, you know, you still, you can talk about your cloud control gig up at, and some of the gigs you had up at uh, Bonamici's and we'll never ever let go of those days and they're modern. And just last year we had some really good gigs at the Cow, but um, you know, some of those Busby Maru gigs and DZ Death Ray gigs and ballpark music gigs. And I think you're going to see bands like that come out and really, because they're going to have no choice. I think the bigger Aussie bands that can't travel now to America are going to stay in Australia. Um, and obviously I'm talking about Gang of Years and I'm talking about other bands as well that I think that hopefully are going to stay in Australia and, and play a bit. But um, well, you know, Fingers crossed the new normal might see... Uh, Aussie, Aussie bands go through the roof. Well, as long as there's people out there trying to rebuild it, then... Um... Yeah, as uh, one of the greatest movies of all time said, if you if you build it, they will come. Ah, oh, see, you just threw a baseball movie in there to get me all excited and start talking positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great, uh, mate. That's Harding wants to do those that live music up at George Banks, and I, th I, th I threw the idea to some of the bands, and they went, oh, "Are we really going to do it up there? We know you're passionate and everything, but." There's been a few, oh, how's he going to do live music at George Vang's? But I'm trying to come up with my new normal there as well. So um, I'm absolutely freaking out at the moment, <laughs> but it's keeping me focused, if that makes sense. <laughs>
Grace Drummond with her track Melt There. That's of course Grace Drummond from Something Something Explosion, but she's been uh, bivering away in the studio since isolation began. Uh, she sent me that one through a couple of weeks back, which is a cracking, cracking tune there. Um, that's going to do us for today, for the week. Um, for the afternoon. Thanks for tuning in and thanks to Phil Curry for donating his time and insight. Thanks to the Hungry Kids Are Hungry in advance for not suing me for using their music without permission. Um, just had such good memories of Hungry Kids of Hungry Gigs um, back at the Bonds days and also at the Spotted Cow uh, with Phil. So there's, um, yeah, like he said, there's a lot of a lot of good times going back, but a lot of good times only recently too. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the good times are going to be in the near future that we'll no doubt be talking about with uh, with reverence in five years to come. Hope you have a great weekend. Um, stay safe and hopefully we'll all see you at a show very soon. Thank you to my international audience last week of uh, three listeners. So thank you to Japan... Canada and uh, the United Kingdom. Four countries that we're reaching now. It should be probably pointed out that those three listeners represented around a quarter of the entire listeners. But that being said, why not be an international podcast? The magnificence to play us out tonight. Uh, A bit of swing for your weekend. Um, Cameron sent me their track... During the week, they were also coming up to town, as I think I may have mentioned earlier. It's all becoming a blur. Uh, they will be returning. In the meantime, you can find them everywhere online. Uh, I'll tag all the acts from tonight into the post, and I'll stop rabbiting on because my wife is looking at me from the kitchen window wondering what the hell I am still sitting out here with my dog doing this for. Um, thank you to all eight of you for checking in, and we will see you next Friday. For a while, Mary sits beside me and she's acting bloody wild. I asked her for my pickle back, but she eats it with a smile. With Jim and Jack and Johnny, who knows what might transpire? With Jim and Jack and Johnny, let's set the night on fire. In walks Tom Collins with hot toddy on his arms. He's certainly old-fashioned, but it's working quite the charm. Gin used to be his tonic, but it seems that he's moved on. With Jim and Jack and Johnny, we're sure to have some fun. With Jim and Jack and Johnny, oh, the night has just begun.
crooked I'm sorry but it's true And I feel I should apologize Now I've seen the state of you That sex down on the beach Was bound to stir a thing or two But Jim and Jack and Johnny Couldn't help but make a move Jim and Jack and Johnny Just got us in the mood Getting cocky, well, he's acting like a czar. And it's probably time we scooped him up, sent him home in the sidecar. The killer sun is rising when I get very far. But Jim and Jack and Johnny and our friends here at the bar. But Jim and Jack and Johnny and our friends. 